and I would explore the whore archetype very deeply and I would just feel all this life force opening inside of me and I would I would see myself offering sessions to men for example feeling this longing to work with men and sexuality and I would come home to Nemanja and share this longing and his face would be like this <laughs> yeah yeah because I remember because she came from Spain we haven't seen, seen each other for like 10 days I don't know how long it was and she comes home from the airport. I'm happy to see her. Like <laughs> in the first conversation, we sit on the couch and like, hey, love, how was your trip? Yeah, I feel this like I'm curious. Maybe I want to give sessions and do different things with men. I'm like, seriously? <laughs> Welcome to the Seeing in the Dark podcast, the podcast for new ways of leading and doing business. No more separation between money, power, and leadership and being a deeply spiritual human being. Seeing in the dark is about walking paths that have not been walked before and truly making a change in a world in which old ways are crumbling. My name is Nicole Nima Costeres, CEO of a multiple six-figure soul-based business and here to take you into the mysteries of purpose, power, intuition and soul-based leadership. May you embody your own unique essence so deeply that your vibration naturally teaches, inspires and assists others. Let's dive in. Let's talk about our favorite topic. <laughs> All right, everyone. Welcome to this second episode of Nemanja, my beloved, and me together. And this episode is a lot more vulnerable for us to start sharing about than our previous episode. Our previous episode, which will be linked below, was all about the story of how we met through the power of intuition, inner voice, and resonance, and also about four ways on what we felt was helpful to make space for a deeply aligned relationship to come into our lives, and nine ways how to take care of the connection. So that was the easy part. Yes. <laughs> to say yes. Yes. Today we are going to talk with you about monogamy versus open relating. As Nemanja and I have been in a journey with that pretty much since the beginning of our relationship, I would say starting about six months into it. Mm -hmm. Um and the intention for this episode is first of all to like open our relationship process up uh, around this topic but also to to show how are we how we are navigating this space where values seem to be opposite sometimes um, and how we are navigating the space of opposite values so this episode can support you if you are in a similar similar place of navigating this space if you have curiosity around the spectrum of monogamy and open relating and how to like feel yourself where you're at in that but also how to navigate the space when values are different with the partners mm. yeah so it doesn't have to do anything with the topic of relationship but the moment where values are different in the relationship how can you navigate that space that's also very much what this relation uh, episode is about what this relationship is about i wanted to say <laughs> amazing so before we dive in 
uh, we first we we were really talking about this episode. We were talking it through because normally we would not share so much about topics that we are in the middle of. We usually share like that's very true for me, and I think you can say if that's also true for you. But when I post something or when I create podcast episodes, it's usually on the tail end, more on the tail end of my process, and not so much when I'm in the middle of something challenging, right? Mm -hmm. So with this episode, it's a little bit different because we are kind of in the middle of, of this exploration together. And we felt that it could be valuable to share in the middle of it. And we might even do a part two at some point, maybe where we have landed into more clarity. But I think there is a really beautiful value in sharing in this, in the middle of it, energy. Yeah, when she says it also in the middle, six months in in our relationship we we already started this topic so it's on and off it's coming back so we are just with it so maybe it's going to continue in the next i don't know how long but, uh, <laughs> we are definitely learning in the process a lot and i'll also name some things later what like this whole topic globally how to approach that it's not always easy because we are in uncharted waters with this topic so we still wanted to share and, and just maybe something resonates with you, something don't. And maybe also us in this process of sharing, maybe something new comes up, who knows? So yeah, that's the vulnerability of that, this moment included. Yeah. I feel even in pre preparing this episode, I had some really beautiful insights for myself. I don't know how that was for you, but it was like kind of clarifying where are we at right now? What have been the challenges? How have we been navigating it? And what have mm -hmm. been the gifts so far in it as mm -hmm. well? Yeah. Okay. So before we dive in, we just wanted to clarify a bit what we mean when we talk about monogamy and when we talk about open relating. And I think that one of the things that we've discovered is that these are not boxes. Open relating and monogamy are not like, here's the box monogamy and here's the box open relating. But I feel that what we've also experientially have been discovering is that it's more of a spectrum, mm. right? So it's, it's more like a spectrum or maybe all the way on the end of monogamy like where it's like fully traditionally monogamous is maybe a relationship where you fully commit to one person and there is no space for intimate or sexual connection with others hmm. yeah like i've been in relationships where my partner would get really jealous if i would simply give a hug to someone hmm. right i mean that's already a while ago that relationship but still there are those relationships where even a simple hugging of someone else can be a threat mm. to the relationship. Yeah. And then open relating on all the way on the other like end of the spectrum would be so, like a connection where you have uh, sexual as well as intimate connection with other people outside of the relationship. Now, there's also polyamory, and from what we've been understanding is that polyamory is where you have a committed romantic relationship with more than one person at the same time. So that's something that we are not interested in at this point in our lives. Um, what we are exploring is that range, and probably we are somewhere in between monogamy and open relating, and we are exploring where on that spectrum do we feel ourselves the most clear hmm. something like that 
Yes, something like that. <laughs> there are, of course, some traditional ways of maybe explaining monogamy in one culture, maybe different in different culture, because I know when I grew up with dancing in Latin culture, it's very normal to hug all the time, to dance together, to stay close, to touch. It's very normal. But I, then I know in other cultures, maybe it's not. So this is something also to look from that perspective, to know that for some people, individuals, culturally, religiously also, there's a lot in that. Some things are, this is maybe monogamy, maybe this is not. So we're mm -hmm. also seeing what that is for us. Yeah. Also, how do we relate? What do we want to hold as a, our own path? Yes. Because when we met, we actually didn't sit down and say, hey, do we want to have a monogamous or an open relationship? We kind of went into a monogamous relationship. And I've had only monogamous relationships over the course of my life. And you actually have been having one open relationship. Yeah, I mean, I explored it in my own ways. I had multiple partners at the same time, but I was very honest with them. And especially, I would, for example, in one period, I would connect much more with one of them than all of the other. So I tried, I did my best to be open in that sense. Uh, so this is my way, but I've never been in a relationship like this, where we are four years together, so deeply committed and loving each other and you know building a life together and then exploring. So this is for me very new. Yeah yeah and i think it's also good to name that both of us grew up in a monogamous culture so like nemanja growing up in serbia and me growing up in the netherlands are very much cultures that you grow up in with the idea that monogamous relationship is the way of relating right it's like how we grow up through like we actually recently came back from disneyland in paris and i feel that that's the whole culture of monogamy, right? It's like the prince and the princess and they meet and they live happily ever after. It's like what we get imprinted from a very young age. So I feel that anything outside of that already feels unusual in the cultures that we have been growing up in, I would mm. say. Mm. Yeah. So the reason why we created this episode is because um, when we met, we were six months into our relationship, we went into a Tantra training together. Um, and I would say that the relationship that I'm in with Nemanja is the first relationship after I went through a lot of big transformations in my life. I shared it also in the previous episode. There is a Nicole before 2016 and there is a Nicole after 2016. And that Nicole after 2016 is the first relationship that I've been in. So I already knew that some things might be different than what was important for the Nicole before 2016. And so as we were going into the year Tantra training, we were only six months together. And what I noticed is that I started to notice a longing that I also wanted to do practices um, that would include intimacy and sexuality with other people in the training besides with Nemanja. And that I would say was the start, like the ignition of this whole topic inside of our relationship, right? Yeah, it was the first, I don't remember, maybe there's something before that, but nothing that is evidently meaningful because when we went to the Tantra training, my original intention was even years before to go into a Tantra training with a partner. And because I already explored multiple partners and I just, I just felt also sexual was a bit scattered. Mm 
and I just felt a deep longing to have a love create build a beautiful love with a partner and explore sexuality through tantra so my original intention was yeah I want to go into this training with her and just be with her but then we met there and we're like okay we actually didn't discuss much about this topic so it was a kind of a surprise for me when maybe you came with a hey what if we switch I was like uh, I, yeah I, I contracted a lot for different reasons but yeah this was my this is our start with this topic yeah because I think like you said one of the reasons why you contracted was you can correct me if I'm if I'm not verbalizing it right but was that you felt after six months you didn't know me that well yet so also we didn't have a chance to build a lot of trust and safety yet together also we were I don't know if we were still living in different countries but yes, yes we were still living in different countries we weren't living full-time together yet so we were very much also in the face of getting to know each other creating that safety and so when I came with that suggestion I think your nervous system got overstretched and you didn't feel necessarily very safe in our relationship yet. And also it was very much your intention to deepen with one person in a monogamous way as deep as you could mm -hmm. in connection with Tantra. Yeah, that's in general my my curiosity, my deep curiosity. Like what does it mean to go really deep with one person in a healthy way, in a conscious way, whatever you want to call it. And also deepen the sexuality longings that I had also in the past, in the previous relationship, which maybe have not been met. And yeah, also my nervous system, like she said, we didn't know each other. We lived in different countries, so there's trust. And for me, trust is very important in relationships. I'm also a triple cancer, so that's maybe part of that. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm a Sagittarius, so I'm all about adventure and like going and I love and adventure. Manga. <laughs> different kind of adventures. Different kind of adventures. <laughs> yes. Uh, that's another episode, our Cancerian and Sagittarius hearts. Yes. Um, so actually, we came to the point where it started to give a lot of friction and our Tantra teacher recommended to not change partners just to take care of uh, each other's nervous system and um, yeah to pause that topic for a moment so that's what happened we paused the topic and I think maybe part of you hoped that it would never spiral back again but it did so over the course of the three and a half years that followed there were multiple um, occasions in our relationship where this I would say deep longing for me to follow my resonance and my intuition in all aspects of my life and like we've been sharing in the previous episodes like Rimanya sometimes feels like slightly triggered with the word resonance because <laughs> because of this topic here well um because yeah just this word yeah this word this yeah um I feel that one of my biggest core values in life is that I want to be able to follow the deeper intelligence of life that guides me in each moment. I want to be able to follow my resonance, my inner voice, my intuition. And in all aspects of my life, I'm able to do that. In all aspects of my life, also our relationship very much supports that, except when it comes to intimacy and sexuality that's where that's where our values seem to be very different and where uh, conflict or unsafety or like a clash of values can can happen mm -hmm. so I think in the beginning also you were like not fully trusting when I would say resonance you would you would like 
um, like maybe think that it's like a craving or it's something like superficial or um, and I remember like we had a few sessions with with coaches where um, yeah where you actually started to see how how deeply this topic touches me and how important it is for me and also that it that it's coming from a genuine place inside of me yeah um, i mean th these were the moments where i would feel her in different ways because sometimes when she speaks about this for me i don't i don't i don't always trust even to nowadays I, I feel sometimes distrust in this because i don't maybe because the ways i relate to myself or the way i see things and what does it mean and it's a it's a big topic it's complex it's not it's not an easy one and sure there are moments where i just don't trust uh or her or this topic and also because it's a very unfamiliar topic for me as well mm -hmm. something that is just it's it's we're in the open seas and there's a storm and i've never been here before mm -hmm. so i have my own challenges with this and uh i i know she's in in yeah when i feel this longing in her my nervous system can relax when i do feel the trust and maybe sometimes even when i feel it's okay to share maybe from different places where she speaks sometimes when i feel her really she speaks from the heart from the belly it comes from there i can trust mm. but when i sometimes feel it comes a bit maybe from here or here how i perceive it it's okay to say and maybe i don't feel full trust and also i have my own issues around trust and relationships and my own stories around cheating what my father did when i was young yeah. so this topic is delicate for different reasons for me yeah and, uh, i'm also learning to see what is my own truth in this whole process yeah 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 beautiful and i notice also the um, I, I think we're going to go into some things that have been really helpful to navigate this space and we're actually already starting to touch upon on one of them and that is to not make each other wrong mm. um has been so helpful to navigate this space of of differences in longings um because i think all the times that we have been making ourselves or each other wrong it was very difficult to come into connection with each other mm. and i think a lot of relationships they are based on um like the other needs to fulfill a certain image uh, or the other needs to fulfill certain expectations or needs the other needs to be a certain way but what if the other shows up in another way you know mm -hmm. can we not make the other person wrong so when Nemanja shares these things can I fully embrace how he feels about this or where he stands in this and the other way around because I think one of the things that has have been really challenging for me in this whole journey is I would shame myself for for feeling this um, longing. Uh, I would shame myself and kind of like put it aside. And this is why I feel also, there's a few reasons why it has been going really slow. Like we've been really taking baby steps in this process, which I think has been also really helpful. Um, but also one reason was that I would like put it in the shame corner. So something would happen and it would ignite something in me. Like I was recording with a dear friend, uh, one of the online courses, the mother and the whore. And I would explore the whore archetype very deeply. And I would just feel all this life force opening inside of me. And I would, I would see myself offering sessions to men, for example, feeling this longing to work with men and sexuality. 
And I would come home to Nemanja and share this longing and his face would be like this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because I remember because she came from Spain. We haven't seen, seen each other for like 10 days. I don't know how long it was. And she comes home from the airport. I'm happy to see her. Like, <laughs> in the first conversation, we sit on the couch and like, hey, love, how was your trip? Yeah, I feel this like I'm curious. Maybe I want to give sessions and do different things with men. I'm like, seriously? <laughs> so, so this is also the, the part of us we mentioned, I mean, beyond astrology, just our personalities are different. Yeah. And we, I do feel in our relationship, we move, we we grow different, different, different topics, different ways, but we do, I feel we grow very powerfully together and also as individuals. Maybe my flow is more like this. Maybe hers is more energy, sometimes like this. Yeah, we have to voice it because some people are listening and they will not see what we do with our hands. Ah, yeah. So, so with my hand, yeah. for some, like, we would say maybe that a majority of your growth grows more like in, in waves or like yeah. water quality, I would say. Yeah, let's say water quality, Nicole, I feel more like... More, more like straight line and fire. Yeah, so... And, yeah. And, and sometimes it's actually maybe vice versa, it doesn't matter. But the point is what I notice in this relationship, what is beautiful, uh, like our water and fire can support each other. So sometimes it is good that my water can slow her down because sometimes she just goes too strong <laughs> whatever yes. that it can create a mess and sometimes it's good that her fire brings a bit me a bit more forward and these energies i mean i have my own expression of that on my own fire she has her own water but this is in, in this specific topic i feel it's good to have each other to support each other even though it can be frustrating sometimes for me or for her the speed one of us chooses to move into that yeah. So we're we're learning in the process, but so far it's it's been working, even if we didn't agree on in every moment about it. Yes. Yeah. 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 So that's the process of not making ourselves or each other wrong, and I think also um, for me, not making the longing in and of itself wrong. But you also named something about this idea that you had in the conscious community about open relating being more evolved than monogamy? Yeah, so, and I've been speaking to a few people recently about this topic, and what I felt when I entered more this kind of, I'll use the word, conscious communities, tantric communities, whatever you want to call them, where this topic is explored, I felt at moments pressure to be in a specific way or to be more open almost as a feeling like if I'm not, I'm not catching up or I'm not advancing now. The people who are opening more are more advanced, which is not true. Mm. It's just a different expression and different moments because I know people who always did, or always, always did open relating and now, but they're struggling with focusing, for example, on one partner. So there's no right or wrong, which is different paths, different curiosities. And my practice was not to make myself wrong for not being in this way or that way and then i met other people who resonate with this so it's it's an important to acknowledge that there's no right or wrong yeah there's just a different way of doing things maybe in this moment is like this maybe in a year or month is different i don't know yeah so making each other not wrong is very important yeah and, and what what i hear you say is that and i agree that open relating is not more evolved than yeah. monogamous being monogamous and there is people that are in monogamous relationships that are fully like suppressing themselves and adjusting and compromising themselves in order to keep the relationship intact 
and there is monogamous people that are fully themselves and fully embodying their essence and having a really beautiful relationship together and same with people that are in open relationships there's open people in open relationships because they cannot commit to one person or they're scared of committing and there's people in open relationships that feel they're embodying their essence fully and are genuinely happy together in that way of relating so I think that it's really important that we are also fully behind that there is no better or worse. Mm. Yeah. Amazing. So one thing that has also been really helpful for us is to have openness and honesty. And I think that the, what I feel here is that the more I can open communicate on, on the things that I feel in my intuition or the intuitive pulls that I'm feeling the more I feel I can be myself in this relationship all also. And the more I feel we can practice this unconditional love or deepen our safety together, deepen our connection together. Hmm. Yeah. I I noticed I just want to name one thing interesting because the the wording, for example, Nicole, and I really appreciate that about her. She she speaks through the language of Hey, this is my resonance. We spoke about the resonance piece. Yeah. For example, I also follow my intuition. I live in many ways. I did many. I am here because of that also. I followed my path, even when it doesn't align with everyone else. Uh, and I don't always maybe consider myself that I that that's my like my core core movement. I I go towards things. So sometimes I just. I appreciate also how I think. So sometimes I do things from my mind and that's also beautiful. If I can work in reson in resonance with all my other <laughs> in all my other body parts, my heart and everything. So I understand more and more with years how she functions. She's also a feminine being. So of course she like intuition, these things are very important for her. And I'm yeah. learning to appreciate that more and more, even if I don't always function like that. Even if I doesn't don't move the same way that she does. And this is, I feel, a, a part of the relationship of maybe any, every relationship to learn how we can still be in our essences, me, my, whatever I am, who she is, and uh, to appreciate that and not, again, what you said before, making each other wrong. So if this is how she moves, beautiful. I don't always move like that. <laughs> um, and no. that's okay. You know, that's yes. Okay. And that brings us to the third, the third thing that has been really helpful for us is unpacking definitions. Because I would say I want to follow my resonance. And Nemanja sometimes would hear like, oh, that she's following her cravings, for example. So it was really important to to, for example, talk about longing or desire. What do you actually mean with that? And what it was really helpful for me as well, because what I became clear on is that desire can come from different places in our body. Yeah. So for me, desire can come from a craving. For example, I feel fear. I feel triggered in my restlessness and I see a bag of chips over there and I'm and the craving says, eat the chips because the chips is good for you, because that will make you feel calm temporarily, right? So that's a desire that comes from a place of craving. Now, there is also a desire that I feel is like an intuitive soul pool that comes from your deepest core within, that I feel is the deeper intelligence of life that is signaling you into a direction it wants you to go in. Now, that's a soul desire. The difference for me is that a craving desire at its core feels contracted, feels wobbly, feels um, 
unclean in a way while a soul desire feels open and expanded and nourishing or relaxing or joyful or alive or whatever expanded flavor um, you can connect to that so what was really important in our connection is to unpack those definitions what do you actually mean with that um because for me i feel yeah that's actually the main difference and that has been really helpful to unpack those definitions and what do you mean exactly with that i feel mm -hmm. it also helps to find a deeper trust in um what i mean when i speak about resonance yeah i would i would say that I, I love that we are asking questions and even today I asked Nicole like, like what is a desire for you what does it mean actually because what desire maybe means for me is not different for you and it helps me understand what she means um, because words are you know they carry something with them so having this kind of open conversations is is for me one of the key elements in a relationship because otherwise we just say words, but we then it creates a conflict. Like, what do you actually mean? So mm -hmm. bringing more curiosity into not just this team, but any of the teams is uh, creates more for me trust, creates more clarity, and creates and it helps me then make a decision for me. Actually, does the way you want to do things, the way it resonates, does this actually resonate with me? And then we see what how can we meet. Uh, maybe you don't like these words like negotiate I and mean, how can we <laughs> compromise what again even if i say the word compromise for example it creates, <laughs> it creates a contraction in her for me it doesn't because it means different things maybe for me and it's like okay how can yeah. we find how can we meet each other for me that's also compromising but not compromising uh some deep 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 things which is another i mean it's, an, it's another topic so how important this really is yeah, and that brings us to the fourth point, which is actually a pillar of authentic relating. It's about honoring self and honoring other. So it's about following what truly resonates for me while I'm honoring my partner's nervous system and taking care of what is truly important for him as well, right? So honoring self, honoring other has been really helpful for me. And there has been times in my life where I would be in relationships where I would honor the other more and like suppress what is really important for me. But I've also been in relationships where I would honor myself and completely bulldoze over the other, mm -hmm. right? So honoring self while honoring the other has been really helpful for me. And I, because for me, compromising um, does not necessarily have a very empowered energy. So for me, compromising is like neglecting or needing to like, ignore what deeply truly matters for me and i believe i can have a relationship where i don't have to compromise on the things that are deeply important for me mm. right yeah how i see this is that we especially us we work a lot on ourselves we also facilitate so there's a lot of change i feel in, in as us as an individual so there's like i can go to a retreat in spain like i did this month and i come back as a very different person yeah so I also with that understand that when we meet the next time after retreat or whatever process is going to be a different person it's going to be maybe different longings different needs so how can we then communicate how can we meet in that and maybe there's a part of me which uh maybe, maybe this we agree maybe don't you correct me if i'm wrong like i don't always believe that we are going to be all like 
there's a there's a relationship where we always align in everything. But for me, that doesn't make sense. For mm-hmm. me, this doesn't make sense because we're gonna change all the time. So we're gonna meet a different person with different longings. So that's why I mean by negotiation in psychology, at least they, they use a lot of these words like negotiation. How can we negotiate uh, and then see like what is really important for you? Yeah. And I want to hear you out. Okay, why is this important for you? And this I fully agree with, actually. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I'm totally, like, behind negotiation. And I think that's what we've been doing because, like, I think it was then the third or fourth wave that we had around this this longing for me to be able to follow my resonance in intimacy and sexuality more was when we went into a six-week temple training. And we knew that the temples in this training were going to include sexuality with mm-hmm. other people. And so, like, we sat down beforehand and we were negotiating to see, okay, this is my longing. This is Nemanja's longing. How can we find that sweet spot where I still feel I'm moving into the direction of where my resonance wants me to go in while I'm taking care of your nervous system? And how can you move into the direction while you still honor what feels important for you as well? Yeah, and there's a piece of me also which wants to take care of the relationship, and I don't always know what that means. Yeah, like how can I nourish the relationship? Also nourish her because you know, she said to take care of my nervous system, but also in my own way, how I do it, I want to take care of hers. And in times of conflict, that can be activated in both of us. Yeah. So my maybe longings or my residence depends on what for me personally depends what that is. Because there are things which I maybe long for to do, but there's a level of importance for me. And I know for myself, if I don't play out some things, I don't I don't I don't really mind if I don't play them out. And some things are just like, okay, it's an idea, it's a long, but if I don't play out, is it really important? Will something change in me? No, I can let it go for yeah. whatever processes or for, for us or for the love that we have i i function in this way a bit differently maybe but this is how and if it's like a core value maybe it's my purpose what i live in life that i know i will not compromise exactly so it depends what it is and i know sometimes we don't agree fully what that is but this is where we are exploring and meeting you know i think as you're explaining it now i think that we agree very much because what i hear you say (laughs) is that you don't believe that you have to compromise or that you want to compromise on your core values. Yeah. But in the relationship, there will always be things that then you need to compromise on, but it's maybe in the things that don't are not connected to those core values. Yeah. And especially because now we're four years in in a relationship and there's specific visions for the future. And then maybe how I function like, okay, I want to see that. How, how can we include those pieces? And again, I feel it, actually, I feel very often with this topic, I'm a bit in unknown water. So I don't always have the best solutions. I also explore, I fail, I mess up, or we mess up. But uh, definitely, I know my core values. And I also know they might change. Yeah. Because we change. But at the moment, I know where I'm a value, then I try to work my best with that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So honor self, honor other. And I do believe there was a point for me where I felt like now I really also need to stand up for that this topic actually feels important for me because it was spiraling back over the course of three and a half years. And there was a moment where I feel like, okay, 
I need to stand up for this right now. And that was always also a bit of a moment of initiation for us. And I feel what was really important in that moment um, was to be deeply devoted to our relationship while we hold each other with open hands. So that's the fifth thing that has been really important for us, deeply devoted to this connection between us and this relationship while we hold each other with an open hand. Because so many relationship, uh, relationships, you would hold each other in a tightness because, oh, if there is a possibility that maybe it will not work or maybe this person will leave me, then I will never be okay again or whatever is underneath that, whatever fear is underneath that. So there was a point where we needed to say, okay, this is what feels really important for me right now. And I feel I want to do this. And Emanya communicating to me actually a no while saying, okay, if this is really important for you, then hmm. you can go with that. And I'm also willing to meet myself in whatever that triggers. This was a moment where, like Nicole says, she wanted to stand for something she wants and it was a moment for me to stand in a no like it's actually a no i don't feel a yes so for me there was an opportunity to meet her okay this is what she wants this is what i want and to give space to her to do that and so i can also experience myself like what's actually happening what's moving maybe something i don't fully understand and see until maybe something has to happen and also because I wanted to to see where I'm at after that. So it was a, it was a risky move, you know. <laughs> it was a risky move. We a, felt both the shakiness of like yeah. we're not sure if we're going to be together after this. Yeah, it was a risky move, but I I felt I wanted to also for my own personal reasons to for my own maybe liberation, I can speak about it later more to see where I'm, where I'm at, like what are my own needs when it meets her needs, which don't align. And and again, what I shared before, we change, so we, this is gonna happen inevitably. Like it's gonna happen probably again, you know, we're not gonna meet each other, this is my yes, this is your no, whatever that is. It can be even something simple, doesn't need to be this topic. So then what? So this is also my own desire to explore in a relationship, like what then? What mm. do we do then? And can we move through this together? And it can be shaking, can feel maybe it ends now, but I still want to trust you know, us. This is my desire to build a relationship where there, there is more understanding of each other, more, more love. And I need to give, in this moment, I had to give space to the very uncomfortable shit <laughs> uh, and see. Yeah. And that doesn't mean I would do it again, maybe not. I don't know. But in that moment, that felt right. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that brings us to the sixth one. And that is um, going slow has been really helpful for us. Because I think what we see happen a lot in the open relationship community is like bulldozing over each other's nervous systems, meaning overstretching, going too fast, going too shocking um and that can be also really destructive so we've been going really really slow in baby steps um uh, to take care of each other's nervous system but also to be really precise as precise as possible as we can along the way so going slow and not bulldozing over each other's nervous system 
actually helped us to stay connected in the whole process mm. and to stay yeah to stay in connection mm. yeah and also again what i said before slowness in this in this specific note also was about uh okay how can we i mean precision we can be more precise yes also giving space to mistakes i feel this was a big one for me also in terms of training to give space to the unknown and be ready to mess up or maybe her mess up whatever that was that a powerful is. one also yeah yeah i mean and like okay then what if you like we don't know what the hell are we doing so let's at least give space to mistakes a bit more and see what can happen after so uh, slowing down was a big piece for me and i well now i i see actually now after the stretch of time that it was actually important for both of us yes in many ways and maybe she didn't feel like this in the moment maybe she wanted to go more boom but <laughs> I, I, have a, I have a i have a feeling now it actually there was a reason for that and i'm happy it what it went like this yeah and to be honest it's not easy to to know something that we don't experience but also there's not if it's okay to say there's not a lot of great examples out there to, I don't fully agree on that. Well, but that, that's that I know. Agree. No, no, no. What I mean is uh, a lot of great examples that, that, that I, you know. That, that I know of. I know yeah. a few, but even they struggle. So I'm like, okay, how does that work? So yeah. for me, it was a process of understanding, okay, we're entering, you know, something that, ooh, like what's going to happen? I don't know. So it's, 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 there's a dosage of learning to trust myself more, trusting her yeah. and failing. If necessary. So community is an important one also, because we have been now having more support from people around us that are in open relationships. And that has been really helpful because we've been able to yeah. ask questions, to ask for some guidance. And, and that has been supportive yeah. as well. And also we have been exploring within the agreements of no penetrative sex and no oral sex. So mm -hmm. that's the space that we are at the moment exploring in. And maybe in the part two, we can share more about where we have landed, but that's where we are at right now. And also we are very much, like Nemanja said, in this space of unknown, because it's new for us to um, explore this topic in a long-term committed relationship. Yes. Yes. Not sure what else to add here, but I agree. Yes, you agree. So to close this episode, we want to also touch upon the gifts that it has been bringing us so far, because yes, it has brought us many challenges. It has brought us a lot of discomfort. It has brought us a lot of like deepening our ability to navigate this, but also it has brought some really beautiful gifts. Mm. Right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. So one of the gifts is that um, we've never before have been in a relationship where we felt we have could we could be ourselves as much as we do now because we are welcoming ourselves like we've never did before and also we are um, standing how to say also we are allowing ourselves to be ourselves in a way that I've never experienced before in a relationship yeah I would yeah, I would like to explore that in my in myself. Like, who am I in a space with someone else in this kind of deep love ship? Because I know who am I when I'm alone, but I know also myself when energies my energy would meet someone deep in love. 
it, it, I'm not always sure then about some aspects of myself. And this is also an exploration, this relation, like who are we? How can we deepen even more? How can we be even more free who we are as individuals in, in this uh, space with each other? Mm-hmm. And it's a, it's a beautiful exploration. It's, it's not always easy. Uh, as there's no manual to that, but uh, definitely it's an opportunity to, to see how more we can be us, be, mm. be ourselves in that. And uh, yeah. this is where we're at. And I also feel that, because uh, we were talking about this episode before we started recording, but I feel that we feel safer within ourselves and with each other, which might sound a bit weird because actually, like opening up the relationship. And that that whole exploration and process triggers so much um, layers within ourselves where we still feel unsafe or where we feel distrust. But we were talking about it and we felt actually it has been clearing out a lot of distrust and it has been clearing out a lot of unsafety. Yeah, it's a bit of a paradox, to be honest. Yeah. Okay, how can we be ourselves with someone else like this and build something together? It is a paradox. And this is a feel a new way of, <coughs> excuse me, beyond the classical way of relating, it's, an, it's, a, it's a field which I feel is opening more globally and people are exploring that from what I know, from what I hear. And we want to see what that is for us. And I, I want to name one thing, we're not following any, even though we have friends in these kind of communities, we're not following any anyone's direction. We're finding our own way of how to do that. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, I love talking to my friends. It helps me crystallize what's true for me, but I definitely don't feel like we're following someone's way. It just it's our way. We're finding our way of relating, like Nicole and Emmanuel. What? If, who are we mm. in this in this topic? Yeah, for me also, it really deepened the quality of loving you unconditionally. So really, like I feel what deepened in our relationship is like respect in a way respecting the other for who they are and like also loving unconditionally and and Mm. i feel it deepened yeah i do feel for me it deepened the sense of connection also because it is such a vulnerable shaky place that we've been opening i can also feel our connection like yeah very very deep like deeper maybe deeper than ever before actually Mm. yeah Mm. (laughs) let's see if i missed out anything also like all the i think we named six or seven ways on how to navigate this space has been a gift like i feel we are really yeah really that has been a gift on navigating this space because i feel deepened clarity between us it deepened uh space for each other it deepened honoring each other it really, yeah, like the the way that we have been navigating this has been a gift as well, tremendously, tremendously. Yeah, tremendously. Uh, for me, I see the gifts. And even today when we were writing, I noticed there's still resistance in me to see the gifts. Yeah. Because this is such a triggering topic, like I said, for different reasons. For me, uh, I I don't always see the gifts right away. And it's hard to see the gifts in advance. So I notice how I do it. I'm, I I have resistance. This is my first, <laughs> often my first step. And then I give space to it. And usually when things are already behind, I can, now I can see a bit more clearly. Now I can see a bit more, okay, this brought this, this brought that, this brought 
maybe more love, more connection. And uh, uh, yeah, in this sense, what we explored so far, it definitely brought us more closer together. And uh, yeah, I am curious. <laughs> what it's gonna bring <laughs> what it's gonna bring and yeah uh, i do want to name one thing which is maybe important for me maybe this is my life practice overall uh, if it's okay then i'm gonna share this it's like a, a practice of letting go um, practice of not holding on to people to things and this includes also my family I have this deep experience in my own way, like with my family, not to hold and not to the the practice of letting go, uh, because I also want Nicole to be happy. I want her to be free. I want her to be herself. And I also want the same for me. So mm -hmm. as much as I want to deepen the love between us and I want to fully be devoted to the relationship, whatever that is, I also want to feel that... I'm ready to also let go of that. And this kind of reflects life. You know, now it's autumn. There's still trees outside the green, but you also see the leaves, the letting go. It's a natural process. And for me, it's important to have this in a relationship because I feel more free in that. Mm -hmm. I feel that kind of opens up the hand more of, of freedom to be there and to leave whenever we want. And that does not mean we are not devoted to each other and taking care of each other. We do deeply love each other and take care of the whole process, but also letting go of it, it's an important piece. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's the willingness to let go, I feel also, because I, yeah. I think we touched upon it in, in, in the ways we navigate this space to be deeply devoted to each other while we hold each other with open hands. And while, like I feel throughout the course of us being four years together, we have put our relationship on the altar of life many times, mm. saying like, okay, life, if this is not meant to continue, then yeah, take it back, you know, like then, mm. then we continue in our own direction. And I feel so far, it has been deepening our love. It has been deepening our relationship. It has been deepening our connection. And we are very open to see where life will guide us moving forward well life or my head or, or your heart or my heart or, <laughs> or your craving <laughs> yeah but also like hey i have specific desires because how long is i have also my vision of a relationship also which i want to not hold too much but i want to stay free to that and uh, it's an exploration so it's it's a wild dragon of love which i can you know as much as i want to sometimes control and ride it's not it's mm. not there and uh I also want to, yeah, I want to love you the best way I can and, and give my heart fully to you and see what happens in that. Yeah. 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 I also want to thank you for recording this episode mm. with me because I know it's a vulnerable space that we are in. And mm. I do believe there is also, it's a rich ground for inspiration um, for us. And hopefully also for the ones who are listening and, and you can let us know, like, let us know, like how it was for you to listen to this episode. Um, if there's any medicine or insights that you received from it and also, um, yeah, where you are at on this, on this range of monogamy and open relating. Yeah. yeah, we thank you so much for being here with us today and we look forward to see each other soon again. Right. <laughs>
Did you receive any inspiration, motivation, or powerful breakthroughs by listening to this episode? Then please share this episode by taking a screenshot and tagging me in your stories at nicole.nima.costeres. I would love to celebrate you, share you in my stories, and it would mean so much to have my work reach more powerful, passionate women like you. Thank you so much and looking forward to see you next week.